I mean, he's giving you relationship advice now in the opens, which is fascinating. It's been happening for a couple days, but this one was definitely more definitive, I felt like. Well, yesterday, face-to-face, George, I mean, Chris was like, dude, you got to break up with this relationship. You got to get out of this thing. And I'm like, no way, man. I don't want to get out of this thing. I'm trying to salvage this thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And, And he's telling me, no, get out of it. She doesn't value you i'm like no she does she does it's just i kind of disappointed her a little bit with my lack of romance but i'm trying to i'm trying to amp up my game here a little bit george i've taken a lot of feedback from a lot of great 710 listeners so i'm trying to trying to pick up my game here you know um i i feel like we should we should rely upon the ladies of this show to discuss whether you actually have game or not because we'll get to the big game here momentarily because i know that you know you're oozing football today mm. um having been at radio row it just like it was an it was like a transfusion of sorts but the radio uh row, but you want to know what else let me just tell you something last yeah. night last night i almost was exactly like tyler higby and joe Noteboom, who both from the rams today were placed on injured reserve i yeah. was literally moments away from being placed on the injured reserve. I could play if I had to, but I'm hurt, George, just so you know. What did you do? Well, uh, Wait, Lindsay, before you do that, yeah, let, let, you, yeah. you talked about your game. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay, do you believe Cap has game? I mean, I don't really – I can't really speak to that because I – I mean, just based on what you've observed. I mean, based on what I've observed, I think it's an obvious no, but mm. – you know, he has kept the same woman interested for three years, so it says something, right? Which, Either about her or him. Yeah, which yeah, I will tell you that um, the guys, like, you know, in, in, in the social circle, they're real impressed that I've been able to keep the same woman interested, especially this woman, for the last three years. Speaks to certain skills that I have, I can tell you that at least. Yeah. Now, Lauda, what about you? I mean, you know what I said. He has no game. I said that in your ear. I'm sorry, Cap. You have nothing. Zero zilch. And uh, I don't know why Rachel's still with you, to be honest with you. (laughs) Just saying. No, I realize that. I mean, Laura finds me to be like, I mean, she's disgusted by me. I understand it. I mean, I do. I get it. I mean, the only thing I don't know about disgusted. That feels strong. I would say repulsed. Right. I mean, repulsed, disgusted. I mean, to me, those are like first cousins in the in the English. Perhaps. But one sounds way worse than the other. The only thing I did yesterday that gave Laura just like even a glimpse of perhaps any game of any kind Mm -hmm. is my Los Bukis jacket. Okay, that wasn't yours. But yes. It, well, whose was what? it? It wasn't yours? You claimed no, it was, it was yours. It was a friend of mine's Los Bookies no, jacket dude, that I borrowed. So he borrowed his produ- his other, I don't, his producer uh, For his jacket. Podcast, yes, right? yes, the jacket. Because I'm like, you're not going home with this. And then he had to give me this sob story about how he had to kind of beg for the jacket so he could look cool up here. Right, I wanted to have some you know? street cred. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, see, now I can't It did even... look big on you. I oh, was, was wondering gigantic. why it was so big. Yeah, it was a 2XL. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I posted, um, Cap and I went to the NFL experience over the, at the uh, convention center last night where they have all the stuff for the fans like, oh, here's what you'd look like wearing this jersey. Here's the, the you know, 40-yard dash, stuff like that. And you would be surprised how many people commented on his jacket when I posted to my Instagram stories. <laughs> people love the Los Bukis jacket. What? what? Is that really what he's wearing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wore it, by the way, not like as in I was in some sort of a costume or I was really trying hard. I just rocked it as if it was natural, which made yeah. it look even cooler. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, good for you. Now, you why would you be out? Because you, did you try? Did you hurt yourself at this yes. event yesterday? Yes, I did yes, hurt he myself. Hurt himself a couple times. Well, let me give you the where I'm severely injured today. Okay, and I think I may have fractured a leg. Okay, so wait a second, fractured a leg? Yes, that's right. That's right. My right leg, my kicking leg, George. That's right. Okay. So Lindsay and I are exiting the convention center last night, and as we're walking out. There's a family in front of us, mom, dad, couple kids, and they had a young son with them who's probably, I'm going to guess, 13, 14 years old-ish, right? And the kid is walking like backwards while he's talking to his family, and at the very last second, I'm like, oh, no, and I see that there's one of those little, tiny, concrete, two-foot pillars in front of the convention center, and the kid is walking backwards, and he falls backwards over the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So... He Lindsay kinda, and I are like, at, like, like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, we were kind of like, oh, my goodness, I hope the kid's okay. And dad picks the kid up and like, you know, the kid's fine. And dad is like, come on, dumbass, you know. And I'm not joking, George, within 10 to 15 feet as we're walking out onto the streets and the bright lights are flashing everywhere and there's tons of people. And I'm looking up trying to get my bearings like, okay, we're going to go back to L.A. Live. I'm looking upward now, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. I hit another one of these tiny little two-foot concrete pillar things. As I'm walking naturally, I don't have any avoidance of any kind, and I hit this thing in the middle of my right shin, and I topple over. I stay up because I've got that sort of athletic skill to recover, you know? He fell, but he didn't, like, face plant. Like, he he, he just He kind of caught himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But it was one of those moments where – you kicked this concrete pillar. Yeah. And you know that, like, you know it's going to hurt real, 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 real bad from the time it gets to the pain point up to your brain and then back down. Like, there's that that little delay where you know you're going to be hurting real, real bad. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, <gasps> like, I'm, I'm kind of out of breath, but I don't want to humiliate myself and embarrass myself because I'm wearing a very bright, satiny, Los yeah. Bukis jacket that, <laughs> that is sort of drawing attention to me in the first place, you know? And the dad of the kid who fell backwards goes, hey, man, are you okay? Because my dumbass kid just did the same thing. I say, no, dad, dumbass kid actually was walking backwards and didn't see it. Me, I was walking forwards, but I didn't see it because I was looking up at the bright lights and I was trying to get my bearings because I didn't know which way we'd come out of the convention center and which way we we're going to go. And I also didn't want Lindsay to know how truly badly I was really hurting at the time. Oh, my God. My leg is like, it, by tomorrow, it's going to be that disgusting, greenishy, bluishy, bruised kind of thing. I'm walking around like limping on this thing. I got to ask everybody, what the hell is going on with these two-foot little concrete pillars in front of the convention center? What are they doing there? I mean, probably so. Yeah, I mean, they're probably there to just not have people congregate. I was told by somebody that the reason they are there is so that, like, nobody could ever drive a vehicle close to the convention center. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right, you'd crash into that and you couldn't get through. I mean, you probably person, though? At least it would slow you down, yes. All I can tell you is this, Lindsay, right? I mean, we come out onto the streets. There's a lot of people. There's flashing lights everywhere. Now, did anyone else, like, notice that you, like, crushed your chin? Oh, yeah. No? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> around us did. He played it cool until we got to the stoplight. And then he was like, he pulled up his, his pant leg, and he's like, oh, my God, I severely injured myself. Right.
Right. Is that what you said? Severely, I severely injured se- myself? Severely injured myself. In fact, I was going to ask Lindsay to take me to the emergency room because I was pretty much sure that I had broken my leg like Conor McGregor style. Like I thought my, my shin was snapped in half. That's, I'm telling you, it oh, hurts so bad. I wish there was video of that. What I wish is I would have been smart enough to have taken a picture of what I ran into. Like, what is this thing doing here? Yeah, well, now you know. They told you already, so. Lindsay, how bad was it? I mean, tell me honestly. Like, did I play it off cool at all? I mean, you like, did it first, but the people around us were making fun of you. Like, the guy, the, yeah. the Bengals fans behind us were laughing pretty hard. Like, yeah, you got to watch for those things, man. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have those in Cincinnati. We Those things are in L.A., though. You know, I mean, at least the kid was walking backwards, man. I was walking forwards. It's just that I was looking up. You know, you know what you are? Tell me. So, like, remember when, when, I mean, you either remember this when you were a kid or you, you've seen this because you have kids, right? You know, like, when, when kids are playing, like, a sport for, like, the first time, they're, like, five years old or something, right? And they're, like, let's say they're, like, playing, let's just call it T-ball. Let's just use that as the example. And, you know, there's always, like, the one kid. Like, first of all, five, most five-year-olds don't have a very good attention span, right? So, to begin with. But there's definitely one kid who has, like, really poor attention span. <laughs> uh, because he probably doesn't want to play T-ball anyway. And his parents are forcing him to. Yeah. And then, like, a butterfly, like, comes by or, like, a bird zooms by. And they're like, oh, look, a bird, a butterfly. That's you. Yes, uh, my looking eyes, at the lights, not paying right. attention where you're walking. Correct. I, I'm a shiny object kind of guy. And I walked out of the convention center and I'm trying to get my bearings on like, where did we come out of the convention center? Let's walk back to L.A. Live. My head is looking upwards because there's flashing lights everywhere. And I'm just looking around like, let's figure out where we came out. And boom, I hit this thing. And I'm telling you, George, I was like out of breath, but I didn't want to be humiliated and embarrassed. So I tried to play it cool, but inside I was hurting so bad. I got home last night. Did, what do you have like a like a like a golf ball on your? Yes, chin right yes, now? that's exactly right. I told Lindsay, I "Go, my leg's gonna blow up here in a matter of moments. I'm gonna have like a golf ball protruding out of my my leg." I got home. I dropped like a bag of ice on this thing for about an hour to try and take down the swelling. But I'm telling you, by tomorrow, it's gonna be disgusting. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, it just fits apropos because, you know, Laura already thinks you're repulsive. So there's that. Yeah. And Lindsay clearly doesn't have a ton of respect for you. So now it's just, you know, it it all she saw the the front part. You're going to be disgusting like you think Laura thinks you're disgusting. So it all ties together now. In the meantime, if I was if I was not trying to play it off, I would have asked Lindsay to literally carry me back to the 710 (laughs) studios. My God. Like she could have done it too, man. She was like, "Well, she could do it." I, she's like, I do you need me that. to carry you? Like, but, do you want to get on my back? Oh my or what's god, your problem? that's so condescending. They had those little uh, penny pedicabs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. do you need to get in one of those? And he's like, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was hurting so bad. I was like, "No, uh, I'm fine. I'm right. okay." So look to to satiate your thirst yeah. on a football Friday. Mm-hmm. You you know it's been two weeks. We, we have there's not a lot left unsaid that we haven't said in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But you. You, you want football. So you want football, Kaplan? We're going to give you football next. Yeah. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So, so I, <laughs> so I literally told Morales, I said, just so Kaplan, just throw him a bone. Do the most over-the-top open you could possibly do. And, you know, the minute you tell him that, forget it. Like, so you heard that. That was like a minute long or, oh, or maybe more. Yeah. That it was, was three great. minutes? There you go. Yeah, almost three. Wow. So there you go. Well done, Christopher. You yeah. did exactly what I wanted you to do, really which is good. just completely mock the process of previewing a game. <laughs> Um, because it was so over the top with your open. But you do want football talk, Kaplan, so we're going to give you football talk. Yeah. All right, Kaplan, are you ready? Yeah. Which team, the Rams or the Bengals, which one has the better offense? Go. Oh, I don't know, man. I was been I've been thinking. I mean, about seriously. Westbrook. I've been thinking about a second. so much, and I've been thinking about Wait LeBron. A second. And thinking about Rob Palinka and the Lakers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, All right, now you're get... getting smart with us. <laughs> You've been dying. You've been like oozing to talk about this. All right, you All ready? Week. All right, here goes. Which team has the better offense? You asked. Correct, George Sedano. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm going to say Rams have the better offense. Fifty-four. To 46, meaning when you look at the quarterback, you got more experience on the Rams side, but you got fresh-faced kid on the other side who's just fearless. You got really, really good wide receiving cores on both sides. The Rams' offensive line is better than Cincinnati's, so I think that the Rams overall have the better offense, but it's not like overwhelming. That's why I'm saying it's like a 54 to 46 in favor of the Rams offense versus Cincinnati's offense. What do you think? Uh, I, I think the Rams offense is more dynamic because I think they've got more possibilities, right? Like, um, I mean, Chase is fantastic. And look, the, the Bengals receiving core is, is great. Um, their running game is definitely better than the Rams running game. But I just think that when you look at Cooper Cup, you're talking about a guy who – was the best receiver in the sport this this year, even though I think Jamar Chase was close in that conversation. Um, but Odell Beckham Jr., having that as first a luxury item and now as your number two receiver, no disrespect to Tyler Boyd or any of those guys, Higgins, uh, who are on the Bengals, you can't match up with that. Both tight ends, I guess Uzama's going to play. Higby is not. Um, but, you know, Uzama's coming off a knee injury. Like, I don't know yeah. how like effective he's actually going to be. Um, the Rams do like using their running backs out of the backfield, though, more so than I think that the Bengals do with Mixon. I guess they use Samaj P. Ryan in that situation. Um, so I, whether it's Sony Michelle, whether it's Cam Akers, or even now uh, Daryl uh, Henderson, who is going to be active for this one, they love using him in the past game. Uh, I like that. I like what the Rams bring to the table. And Van Jefferson, who I haven't even gotten to, is, I think, as good as the Bengals' number two receiver. So I would go with the Rams, yes. Yeah, I think that when you when you think about quarterback versus quarterback, running backs versus running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, if you take the skill guys out, if you, if you thought that they were pretty close, skills for skills, then ask yourself about the O-line. And yeah, I, I mean, the Bengals' O-line is not good. Yeah. Right. Rams have the advantage on the O-line, but secondarily, Cincinnati has to deal with the Rams' defensive front. So... That should be the difference between the two offenses is that 
I think the Rams' offense is better mostly because their offensive line is better. Otherwise, I think yeah. it's all kind of close. Yeah, although, by the way, losing Joe Nopum is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. And, by the way, neither is losing Tyler Higby. You know, yeah, of he, course. He's one yeah. of the most underrated pass-catching tight ends in the NFL. And yeah. him not being there, it's not that they they can't win without him. It's just yeah, but feel the other kid the played pretty well. I thought the other the other game, the last game. So the other kid, um, you're talking about Kendall Blanton. That's a Blanton. first year player. Yeah. He's good, man. He kind of showed up from out of nowhere late in the season. So he's uh, yeah, good. he's played pretty well. All right, so next question. Ready? Football, yeah. football, football, football. Which player, Scott Kaplan, will be the X factor? Okay, I'm going to make my call. Here goes. X-Factor talk. Yeah, X-Factor. I like an X-Factor. This is very ESPN, NFL Live, go deep into it, like Tim Hasselbeck kind of conversation stuff here. Uh, Lou Riddick, I know you're listening this afternoon, Lou. Shout out to you, so I'm going to get hardcore here. Here's my X-Factor, George. You know I love the old guys. You know I love Tom Brady. I love old guys, guys who keep on going. Eric Weddle, two years retired, coaching flag football, Watching youth basketball gets the call. You in shape, dude? Um, yeah, I've kept myself in good shape. What's going on? We got injuries in the secondary. We could use you. One week, Eric Weddle's supposed to be a guy who just gives you a few plays. Week two, week three, you can't get Eric Weddle off the field. Not only is he a contributor, but he's a leader. I mean, like, walks into a locker room and is an immediate leader. You can see the respect that other players have for the guy. My X factor in the game, an interception by a veteran player like Weddle, that to me is where this game's going to be decided. A play made by my X-Factor, Eric Weddle. You got an X-Factor, George? Yeah, of course I got an X-Factor. I know you do. I mean, I actually think the X-Factor is a guy I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Van Jefferson. There's going to be a lot of attention, obviously, paid to Cooper Cup. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to Odell Beckham Jr. And without Tyler Higbee, I think Van Jefferson, who has balled out this season, okay, as the number three receiver, will have a big, big, big game. I am a big fan of Van Jefferson, and I think he is the X factor on offense in this particular game. All right. I like that call. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next one. How big is the Rams' advantage with home field in the Super Bowl, even though technically they're the road team in this competition? I'm going to say that the Rams being at home is not an advantage. Is not an advantage. I would agree. I feel like um, being It's a corporate crowd for the most part. Yeah, but I, I feel like just the whole week of, you know, even like today, press conferences at Cal Lou which is, you know, obviously where the Rams are, you know, that's their daily training facility. I feel like for many people, they don't feel the buzz of the Super Bowl because when the Super Bowl's in your hometown, you may not participate. You know, you, you know, you may look at it on TV when it's elsewhere, but it's when you're hometown, you're not really into it as much. I, I feel that way. Although last night, Lindsay and I can tell you, there were a lot of people at the convention center last night. But I feel like being on the road, being in a hotel, being away from everything for the week, being insulated, I actually think advantage Cincinnati. So I'm not all that high on the home field advantage thing. Okay. Um, what about the experience factor? How much does that play a factor? I feel like the experience factor is not also not, not a big deal for the Oh, Rams. I disagree on that one, yeah. Now, they've, they've been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. But this quarterback, Matthew Stafford, 
has not been to the Super Bowl. Right, but there's so many guys on this roster who have been. But I look over Even if they weren't here before, you know what I mean? Like a guy like Von Miller, you know what I'm saying? And like that offensive line, like, well, I mean, the the leaders of it, obviously, and Whitworth and whatnot, there's a bunch of guys that have been there still. I, I just, I'm not so sure I think it's a monster advantage in this case, only because... Cincinnati, and and this is just, maybe this sounds counterintuitive, but they're so young. Their coach is a third-year head coach who went from quarterback's coach to head coach. Their quarterback is in his second year, but really only like a year and change into his playing career. Their star wide receiver is a rookie. Maybe an X factor might be the kicker for Cincinnati, who's been so money this McPherson, whole season. Money Mac or whatever he calls. Yeah, him. I mean, and he's a kid. He's a, these are yeah. babies. These are children. These are 21, yeah. 22, 23 year old yeah. children. Yeah. So I'm going to say that I don't know that the experience factor is going to be a big deal. I may be proven wrong come yeah. late Sunday evening. Yeah, I believe so. All right, real quick, one uh, one word answer: MVP. I'm going with Aaron Donald. That's I think more than Aaron one Donald word, but okay. just. I think I think he just completely impacts the game. What do you say? I was going to go with him, but since you went with him, I'll go the more traditional route and say Stafford, just to really just just to stick it to you one last time. Yeah, I know so, you will. Yeah, there, know. there you go. All right, did you get the football out of your system for a little bit right now? I feel so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm so glad we're, we. But now I'm ready to get back to what the big story is because. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, Rob Palinka uh, may have uh, may have fibbed, basically. Um, and what this means, big picture for his future and the Lakers' future in a lot of ways. So we'll get to that in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, what a jam this song was. Paul Abdul, still gorgeous. Um, loved her on American Idol as like the, uh, the, the like kind character. But this song, man, so good. And today is National Latte Day. Laura, how are you doing now that you are trying to kick your Starbucks habit? I've succeeded. I have not bought anything from Starbucks. Things have been bought for me, but I have not Ah, paid. <laughs> wait a second. I believe there is someone in the studio that perhaps has some Starbucks gift cards, if I recall correctly. Oh, well, I have a lot of Starbucks gift cards to burn. Yeah. <laughs> I have not she, touched her. She's talking about Sliwa because Sliwa, yeah, Sliwa, Sliwa bought some coffee the other day. Uh, bought us coffee, and then some she, of the security she even guards. Asked, though she was like, 
Does it count if I'm not paying for it? And I was like, no, you're good. Yeah, no, see? You're no if, it, if you're not paying for it, you're fine. Yeah, yeah you're so people are buying it for me now. I don't know. Like, one of the security guards downstairs is like, hey, um, I got you Starbucks if you want some. I know you see, can't get it on yourself by yourself. See, look what it's we've like, done oh. here. We've gotten you to stop spending at Starbucks, but now people know you are not buying Starbucks. They're buying them for you. This is like, this is 10 times better than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't take better. it, though. Like, no. I'm like, thank you. I'm good. Hey, uh, shout out to Sliwa and shout out to Travis. Today, their one-year anniversary on the air together. Yeah. And uh, I was listening today because we all threw him a, an Ask Slee. Sounded great. Congrats, guys. Way to go, man. Yeah, they were. Uh, the show sounded great today for sure. Yeah, and congratulations to those guys. I saw Travis the other day for the first time in almost a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long, huh? I saw him at the golf course back in May of right, uh, last right. year. Like that was the last time I saw him. So that been, was the day. On yeah. a side note, that you told me, don't say you can do fifty push-ups. Say you can do forty push-ups. Correct. So, so George, you were in my head last night, right? When Lindsay and I went to the NFL, you know, experience, and we were bouncing oh, around. Oh, I heard there's like a bench press thing. There's this bench press thing, right? Mm -hmm. So they've got 135 pounds on the bar. And I said to Lindsay, how many times do you think I can bench press this? And she said, 25. And I said, Linz, I learned my lesson last time with push-ups. That's too many. She said, okay, 10. Well, I got down, George, on this, this weight bench, and I pumped, out I pumped out 25 at 135 pounds. Absolutely no problemo whatsoever. Did wait, you see the video? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, what? He's leaving something out here. Yeah, because you know, like he said, that, that that part of the story is true. Where he said, "How many think I can do?" And I said, "25." And he said, "That's kind of a lot." And I said, "All right, all right, ten." So he's like, "All right, well, let me at least see if I could do 10. So he sits down, and he's got like this much, much older woman spotting him. I'm thinking to myself, like, "Man, this lady must be pretty buff to be spotting these guys." But whatever. So he lifts it up, and it's like made of styrofoam. Oh, wait a second. Wait, so he, he sits there and he does these, you know, really, really fast. Like, ooh, 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 like he did the whole 25. And then he's like, oh, but they were fake. But don't tell anyone. Wait, wait, wait. Which wow. part was styrofoam? Which was, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean they were fake? I mean, You're I just trying thought to I act strong. like that, that was it. That wasn't, you no, know. No, no. I, I had taken Did a you shot really try to fool people on Instagram that you were doing that, like that many reps like that easily? My son sent me a text last night at about midnight. He's like, hey, I just saw that video on Instagram. Those had to have been fake weights. Yeah. I'm like, no, they weren't fake weights. They were real weights. And I had just given myself a shot of testosterone in the left tuchus. And I'm very strong right now. And that's why I was able to do that. I don't know what everybody else is talking about. Fake weights. Not for me. I'm just strong. The lady that was the spotter, the quote unquote spotter, was probably like, like, Granted, everybody who works there is super nice, super great. This lady was awesome. But I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, like, why do they got this? Oh, there's a bunch younger, more like, you know, in shape people here that could clearly, clearly work out. Why do they got this old lady that's probably in like her 60s or 70s as the spotter for this thing? That's kind of meantime, a lot of weight. I want to just say, I had no expectation when I went and I got down on the bench. I was like, oh, it's 135 pounds. I can do this 10 times. No problem. When I lifted it off the bench and I realized that it was really like, I don't know, five pounds because it was all fake, I was like, it actually shocked me from the absolute second that I took it off. And that's why I pounded out those 25. I did them for you, George. Just 25. I could have done 50, just so you know. <laughs> but, I, but I heard you in my head going, don't be such a jerk. Don't say 50. Be happy with 10. So God. there you go.
And then you, you basically lied to people. Such a liar. It's not that I lied. It's just that I didn't offer up the truth. See, we had we just had this conversation yes. Yes, like a we week did. ago about the difference between lying and admitting things. Mm-hmm. And that is lying. That is not lying. Yes, and you is. said you said to all of us, I don't lie. Ever. I learned my lesson. Right. And now the you're day, lying. The day that I had that conversation with that girl I was dating at the time, and she said, when was the last time you were with somebody? I said, when was the last time you were with somebody? She said, true. I said, yeah. She said, this morning. She said, how about you? I said, me also this morning. And once we had that conversation, I was a truth teller from there on out. Airline. It's true. <laughs> Dude. It's true. Now I understand why you have issues in your relationship. Yeah, then you wonder why <laughs> Rachel's like whatever with you. All right, well, hold on. Because if you're going to lie about this, who knows what else you're going to lie about. Exactly. Remember, if you tell one lie, it comes to another. If you tell two lies, it's coming for each other. You got me. You nailed me. Oh, brother. You got me. But hold on. Speaking of lying. Cap, you are spinning a web of lies. But but let me transition because I'm going to try and deflect now. You ready? Mm -hmm. Speaking of lying, George, you were just about to say related to a Laker story that somebody might be also stretching the truth a little bit. Okay, so <sighs> Rob Palenka, the Lakers GM, in his press conference yesterday after the trade deadline, said that you know they didn't have a move. There wasn't a move to be made um, that would help the team, basically. I'm paraphrasing but that he had consulted, as he always does, with AD and LeBron. So Dave McMiniman, our pal, who covers the Lakers for us here at ESPN, was on SportsCenter yesterday and had this to say about that situation. Rob said that he was trying to weigh the short term and the long term for this franchise, and that's ultimately why when the Rockets wanted the Lakers to include a first-round pick, talks fizzled. When there was a three-team discussion between the Raptors and the Knicks and a first round compensation was desired talks fizzled but Rob Plinka also said that ultimately there was alignment between him LeBron James and Anthony Davis to not make a move now things get interesting here where I am told from a source familiar with LeBron and Anthony's thinking is that that is quote totally false Hmm. that there was no conversation between uh, Rob Palenka, LeBron, and Anthony Davis on Thursday. There was no go-ahead of an okay to have inaction at the deadline. And so where things stand right now, that tells me that it's not just problems what you're seeing on the court with the Lakers losing six out of eight, but there's problems off the court between an alignment, as Rob Palenka termed it, and his leaders on this team. Okay, so... By the way, can we get the totally false as just a drop? Because I feel like that's fantastic. It is um, good, and we'll use it plenty, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, when it comes to you, Cap. Yep. 100%. Maybe. N- no. Completely. Now, l- let's tackle this on the other side, because that is a serious, serious issue. If that, And, and I have no reason to doubt Dave, uh, Dave McMiniman's reporting here. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you what I've been hearing about the relationship between Rob Palinka or management, let's call it, and not not specific to Rob, but management, 
and their stars with the Lakers. We'll get to that on the other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There you go, Kaplan. If things go south with Rachel, you can uh, try to shout out a woman who played Rachel. Right. Look, everybody knows I've got the hots for Jennifer Aniston. And for some reason, I don't know why, but in my mind, I believe that someday she and I will be involved in a relationship. I got to say, though, if I don't hurry up, she's 53, I'm 50-ish. If I don't hurry up, I mean, it's going to be like one of those relationships where it's like, gosh. Wait, why are you 50-ish? Why can we say her age and not yours? Um, all right. 51 and on the verge of becoming 52? Like, really close to becoming 52. Yeah. Like, ridiculously close. What's today's date? Today's February 11th. Oh, whoa. Oof. Ooh, this is happening sooner than I expected. This is actually happening next week. Um, so when Jennifer, is your birthday? Yeah, February 17th. It's coming up next week. So, mm. You know, Cap, uh, I did see a story today mm-hmm. in regards to it being her birthday, and she told some, some news outlet somewhere that this birthday, 53, is really tough for her for not having somebody to celebrate it with. Wow. I mean, you're, I mean listen, you're on the rocks on, like in one relationship. She's calling out for you. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston, listen to me. I know you don't know who I am, and I'm a nobody, okay? But I could be your guy, all right? I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good person. I'm an honest person. I mean, okay? that's debatable. That part, okay. Right? I mean, I'm a family debatable. man. I mean, that know? okay. I'll give you that, yeah. And Jewish guys, one thing about us, we're all about trying to make our women and our families as happy as we can. It's just kind of like in our DNA. Jennifer Aniston. Come on, let's let's think about this here. I was even a big fan of Jennifer Aniston's father when he played Victor Kuriakis on Days of Our Lives. So, Jennifer Aniston, if you're interested, I'm the guy on the billboard outside of LA Live pointing. I'm the pointing guy. That's me. Check me out. <laughs> I am stunned that you knew that her dad played Victor Kuriakis. Right. Well, I was a big fan of Days of Our Lives back in the day. Yeah, I was as well. Yeah, it's kind of uh, Beto says poppers. that apparently he's already shouted her out that you're in trouble. He's got his wait, Latino now, heat. Yeah. Wait, Beto is bringing the Latino heat versus yeah. the Hebrew heat? Yeah. I don't know, Beto. Beto's a good dresser, though. That I'll give Beto that. He, Beto's a good dresser. He definitely or, dresses better than you. Yeah, I'm like a sweatpants guy every day now. You know, yeah. since COVID, I've stopped getting dressed. I've stopped wearing shoes, you know, sneakers all the time. And then you stole someone else's Los Bukis jacket. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it. There's a difference. I'm returning it. Mm-hmm. Just wanted the street cred. That's all. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Rob Palinka could be in some hot water here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who didn't hear the last segment, uh, Dave McMiniman. Okay. So basically, before we get to the Dave McMiniman sound, Rob Palinka told everyone in his press conference yesterday that, hey, yeah, we couldn't find a deal that worked out. You know, positives didn't outweigh the negatives. And yeah, you know, of course, I consulted LeBron and AD. All right, cue Dave McMiniman on SportsCenter. 
Rob said that he was trying to weigh the short term and the long term for this franchise, and that's ultimately why when the Rockets wanted the Lakers to include a first-round pick, talks fizzled. When there was the three-team discussion between the Raptors and the Knicks and a first-round compensation was desired, talks fizzled. But Rob Plinka also said that ultimately there was alignment between him, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis to not make a move. Now, things get interesting here where I am told from a source familiar with LeBron and Anthony's thinking is that that is, quote, totally false, hmm. that there was no conversation between uh, Rob Palenka, LeBron, and Anthony Davis on Thursday. There was no go-ahead of an okay to have inaction at the deadline. And so where things stand right now, that tells me that it's not just problems what you're seeing on the court with the Lakers losing six out of eight, but there's problems off the court between an alignment, as Rob Palenka termed it, and his leaders on this team. Okay, let me, let me tell you what I know. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Because I bet you know something. Morsels. Remember morsels yesterday? The morsels conversation. Drop morsels, and I'm going to try and pick them up and find them. Okay. Dave is... I would say that not only is Dave reporting completely accurate, which of course it would be because it's Dave, but I would say that this lack of alignment stems from... a. In a I would say the lack of alignment that the Lakers have with their two stars goes further back than just this season. Um, That there have been conversations about things that they feel as the leaders of this team should have been done and that they weren't done in one way, shape, or form, right? Like what? Like what? Tell me. Um, For example... I have heard that there was some chatter about, hey, you know, we've got this really young, talented player in Taylor Horn Tucker. Um, you know, after the bubble, like we saw some glimpses, right? Like, you know, in year two, we should give him some more run. You know, that way, you know, for year three, when we're, you know, I'm a year older and AD's a year older, and, you know, we have this player under contract, right? Like, at a good rate, like we should develop him so that way he's ready to play a larger role sooner rather than later. And, and you know, that never really materialized last year uh, in, a, in a way that was satisfactory to them. That, that was, that's just one thing. Like, there, so there's, it's, there's a lot of little things like that, right? Um, you know, clearly they, you know, I, 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 if I had to guess, okay, um, because, you know, and, and this shouldn't be that far-fetched. Now, this is a, a, a guess, right? An educated guess, we'll call it. That I'm sure LeBron and AD, but particularly LeBron, would have welcomed the John Wall trade. And, you know, because LeBron always wants to win now, right? He wants to push the chips to the center of the table, no matter how many chips you have. He wants to go all in because he's about trying to win. And I would imagine, you know, and I, I again, this is me now speculating. So I got to come in and out of this a little bit. Are you being um, reckless right now, or are you? No, no, no. Like this is just my own speculation. Okay. All right. Um. And and by the way, I, I believe this. Okay. I believe that John Wall is a better fit on this team than Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He's a much better defender, and I know he hasn't played in a while, but he's always been a good defender, and he's a much, Russ has never been a good defender, 
and he's a more traditional point guard, which hand you know which satisfies the issue with the secondary ball handling that they have. So he's not a shooter like Russ, but he can get to the basket and finish, which seems to be a challenge for Russ, or at least historically has been that. Um, and I don't see that that being an issue um, moving forward, um, like with him. Like I think when John Wall's ready to play, like I think he's still going to be able to get to the basket because he's crafty and fast, um, even though he's older, um, and because his handle is better than Russ's handle. So he can, he can be crafty and get to the rim. So he's got a little bit of old man game in him in that sense. But, yeah, so, I, I, again, that's me speculating. But my, my guess is they, you know, just knowing historically how LeBron feels about this stuff, that that is probably fairly accurate. But I know the, the Taylor Horton Tucker thing, and there's other little things like that that have, you know, that spawn over a year, you know? Well, listen, I know, George, that we will go deeper into McMenamin's comments. That, by the way, that span over a year. I don't know why I said spawn, but go ahead. Yeah, well, spawning yeah. and spanning, you know, it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Um, we'll go deeper, obviously, as the afternoon goes on, because now there's an issue. Now, now there's a much bigger problem. Um, three, four weeks ago, it was the coach should be fired. LeBron said, I'm not in that business. And by the way, I, I actually would tell – I will tell you this. He's not in that business, as I told you then. Um, and what I would tell you is I feel like LeBron and Vogel have a good relationship. I feel like LeBron and Vogel have a good partnership. I mean, Frank openly talks about their relationship, partnership, or whatever when uh, you know consulting with the leader of the team. Like He, he talks about it. Um, and you've never heard a report like you heard about from Dave about when Frank mentions – that you know he collaborates with LeBron and AD and his captains, um, that they've refuted that. So I would say that that relationship um, is is fairly good. Yeah, I mean, the first thing, and again, I know we're going to go way deeper into this because there's a lot of layers to what McManaman reported. Here's where I want to start. Yeah. Why, why is there this Palenka-LeBron-AD triumvirate? Why isn't it just Rob and LeBron, what does AD have to do with anything? Like, why has AD, who believes that AD has earned this right to be in on these conversations? I mean, he was arguably the best player that won you a championship. I mean, there's that. I understand, but he's LeBron's guy. So if you have a discussion, you can discuss it with the CEO, that's LeBron, and LeBron will pass it down to his yeah, vice I, I president. Yeah, I mean, Cap, I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. Like, it, why, I mean, Anthony Davis is – they're, they're the two best players, so they, 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 they get consulted. Like, they I, I don't are think, the two best players. I, I don't think that's something we should be harping on. Like, well, I mean, I guess if you want to, go ahead. But uh, I, I, I just is, think that that's an insignificant part of the well, conversation. Well, all I'm saying is is that, you know, this, this report of Palenka apparently – um, made it seem as though he consulted with LeBron and AD, and now which LeBron, is something he has said repeatedly for years. Okay, but now LeBron and AD's people are telling McMiniman that is absolutely not true. In this instance, correct. Yes. So maybe Palenka didn't meet with LeBron and AD, but maybe he did meet with LeBron. Well, uh, just AD wasn't. No, there. I, I again, totally false removes all doubt, Kaplan, that he okay. met with any of them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, look. So, now. I mean, he said it. Like, if you listen to what he said, he said it. No. Like, so they now, did not. But, so, now we got to discuss the bigger problem here. Okay. Let's discuss that on the other side. Plus, what you need to know 
All coming up. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes.